0: Are you ready? Let's get to work. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the People Gardener podcast. We have a guest today that is actually a virtual assistant. Last week, we talked to Emily Reagan about what is a VA. And today, we're actually talking to a live in the flesh. VA, who also happens to be, her and her husband, opened a co-working spot, which is another tool in the toolbox of business owners when you need a space away from the office, or you might not even have an actual office yet, and you need a place to have meetings to get some work done. So I'm going to get Tani to talk to you about that, but Tani Rempel, welcome and happy to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be
1: here. Hope I can, (laughs) you know, offer some helpful insight. (laughs)
0: Right, right. Okay, so why VA? What attracted you to the VA industry?
1: The thing I think that attracted me was that I felt like I had a pretty good collection of skills, but I didn't necessarily want to work a job. I wanted a bit more, like work a job for someone else. I wanted a bit more flexibility, got three little kids, and... So I like to have the balance of having something I'm doing and working with other people because that's important to me and it feels good. But also having the flexibility to be available for my kids as much as possible and sort of striking a balance somewhere in the middle.
0: Okay, so what skills? Share with us the type of things that you do for business owners.
1: Okay. Yeah. So some of the skills I started with was some like graphic design skills, a pretty good comfort level with social media, just through my own businesses and like copywriting again, just kind of through my own experience. But since I've been working with other people, I've, I kind of continually take it upon myself to dive deeper into the things that I enjoy the most. And like find valuable to the clients that I work with. So a lot of what I do is like help people with their social media, whether it's for some people, it's just scheduling, they hand over the content and I just make sure it goes out into the world. For some people, it's everything start to finish. They have a few ideas or like points that they want and we go through and like have make a content plan. But then with clients approval, it's always sort of a like nice back and forth, but it's like, I create the content for the month. They, you know, check the box, tweak this. And then I, put it out for them. So there's that. And then I do some more admin things, which some VAs are really admin heavy. I'm a bit less admin heavy, but that might look like compiling spreadsheets for your expenses or answering emails. That's something I've done for one of my clients for over two years now. She was really busy and just needed someone to reply to the emails in a timely fashion and then filter them down to sell them down to the ones that she needed to see.
0: That intrigues me. Mm-hmm. How does that work, answering Um, an email for a
1: client? Like, okay, give me the skinny on that. Okay, yeah. It's appealing, right? Even as a business owner, like I don't want to answer my own emails. It's like that thing that like, it will take five minutes, but you put it off for three days. And there's just something about handing that over that I think business owners find really freeing. (laughs) So it looks like there's always a bit of training at the beginning, sort of like, and some people have like SOP, standard operating procedures already in place, sometimes I will help them with that. Like if an email comes in and the inquiry is this, this is the sort of, not it's personalized, but a sort of a canned response, like the the beef of the email, the meat of it will be pre-written. And then for this, I'll need to answer personally because... Maybe I'm not qualified to answer it because it's for a dog trainer and I can't answer questions specifically about dog training. Or maybe, yeah, so or like they want to just book something and they just need to be sent a link. So sort of just simplifying things. And so like maybe in the 20 emails that come in a day, they actually only need to reply to three. And the other ones can be taken care of by someone else. Wow, um, it's
0: valuable. Mm-hmm. Well, time saving, but uh, more than that, it's like brain space head space yes totally yeah huh
1: yeah interesting yeah I was like wow okay really (laughs) yeah yeah it's a good one it can be tricky at first like it it is a bit of a process at first to figure out what goes where and who needs to do what but once like a week or two usually for a decently busy inbox and you can kind of figure out a system
0: great Yeah. people that have online businesses have busier inboxes
1: mm-hmm. than standard brick and mortar people or no? That's a good question. I think it depends. Like our brick and mortar business, we get quite a lot of emails, people asking questions. The business that I do the inbox management for, Four is online and in person. She's a dog trainer, but she also does like virtual coaching sessions and has some eBooks and that kind of thing. So that's, I've really only done the email management for myself and one other client and it's hard to say. So I don't know exactly which one's busier. Probably just depends on the business.
0: I bet you there's a lot of people that didn't even know that that was an option. Right? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Somebody somebody from outside the company actually deal with the emails.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Very good. So how does it work when somebody is going, OK, I need help and they start dipping their toes in this whole virtual assisting world and somebody contacts you? How, how does that back and forth and interaction operate from your
1: perspective as the virtual assistant? So for me, I have a discovery call. So I will sometimes it's a couple emails back and forth, I'll send them a link to book a call, or sometimes they'll just book it themselves on social media. Mm -hmm. And then I have a questionnaire that I send out. And so the questionnaire is really helpful for both the business owner and for myself, because it asks questions about the tasks, the budget, that kind of thing, because sometimes you can tell right off the bat that maybe like it's not going to be a fit. So you don't want to waste your time or their time. Like maybe they're looking for someone that's more admin heavy, or maybe they're looking for someone who does something that maybe isn't something you offer, like podcast management that kind of thing. So it's a valuable step to help sort of make sure everyone's like on the same page going into the call. And then usually it's just like a usually 15 to 30 minute call. I usually have questions prepared. Um, I usually do some research on the client first because I want to know what they do and sort of like, I'll get on their email list and see what that sort of process, like there's been a couple I've gotten on their email list and no email ever comes. So (laughs) I know that maybe they need some help with that or like just check out their website and see like what they offer. And so I have like helpful, insightful questions to ask them and then also let them sort of tell me what they're struggling with the most. And then usually from there, we can come up with, sort of like a plan and then send off a proposal to them usually within a day or two and then they are either good or they want to change a couple things which is totally normal and then from there a lot of people work like contractors often you pay in advance so you might buy like a bundle of hours for the month or for the week or for the project it depends sort of what you're doing but um, it's not unusual to pay in advance for this sort of role Mm -hmm. and then yeah
0: You talked about, you know, buying hours. It's kind of like a gift card, right? Almost, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I'm going to get a card that gives me, you know, 20 hours. Do your hours, like somebody says, okay, I think I'm going to need you for 20 hours this month. And you only spend 15. What happens to those other five? Do they roll over? Do they lose them? Do they like, how does that all work?
1: So at the beginning onboarding process, I find people often think they need more time than they do because everyone works at a different pace too. So it could could vary from person to person. So often we'll start low and then add more if we need to. In my contract, I don't roll over hours just because it makes it really hard to plan my time. But myself and I think anyone who, you know, cares about what they do and their clients, they'll touch base. Like we have a week left and I still have five hours. Like what can I focus on for you this week? That kind of thing. So communication is super important when it comes to the hourly thing, when it comes to tasks. Some people will like send you a to-do list every week and some people you kind of have to like touch base at the beginning of every week and be like, okay, (laughs) I know we talked about this, but I need, you know, this or that from you to make it happen. So like Mm communication is really important.
0: Right. Yeah, I can see that. So when you're in the throes of of doing your tasks, or mm-hmm. you kind of operate like accountants and lawyers, you know, where you're keeping track every <laughs> 15 minutes or th- that kind of thing, is that how you track up your time?
1: It it is. Yeah, I use an app. It's called Toggle Track, and it's a time tracker. So you, you can have it broken down into like clients and projects. Um, some clients want a breakdown of like exactly how you spend your time. Right. Some don't, and some. Sometimes it is more of a package work. It's like, I'm going to do this, complete this project for you. And this is the price and it's not hourly. So in that case, I still keep track of my time just to see where I'm at, see if I'm under overcharging for any given, (laughs) any given thing. But most people don't ever need like feel like they need to see it as long as you're doing what you need to do and doing it well. But yeah, that's what I do. It also just helps me. It's like, okay, I'm going to spend 45 minutes on this. I'm going to spend, you know, it just helps me plan my day too.
0: Do you ever offer a a retainer product where somebody says, look, I want this amount of hours every month and it's a fixed fee?
1: Yeah, that's, Uh most of my clients are retainer clients now. Okay. Yeah. It's nice to have a mix. I like the one-off projects. It kind of keeps things exciting. It's always like find new energy working on like something short term for somebody. But as far as like, for like consistency and stability and sort of knowing what my income is going to be, I really appreciate retainer clients. And, and I think they appreciate also the consistency. Okay. Like Tani knows what she's doing. I don't need to uh, train her every month.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a minimum number of months, like a three month minimum, six month minimum, like as far as your retainer contracts?
1: I, yeah, I try to do a three-month minimum with most people. There's been one client that like we enjoyed working together, but it didn't really make sense to keep going. So we just did the one month and that's fine too. That does happen sometimes, but you're going to get better bang for your buck the longer you work with someone because they're going to get to know you and your business, what you need, how you operate. So definitely it's better for everybody. Again, if you're competent <laughs> to work together for at least a few months. Right. Yeah. So how do people find
0: you? Like, how do you market your business as a virtual
1: assistant? At the beginning, it was a lot more social media. I, I'm honestly not that active on my own social media now because I spent so much time in other people's <laughs> social media, that and I, and I just don't, I just don't need to that much. Like often once you kind of get up and running, um, it's often referrals. Um, some people do, spend a lot, like, you know, if I was ramping up my business, if I had more childcare, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would definitely, I'd be back on social media, marketing myself more and connecting with people. It's definitely a great way to sort of show what you offer and, you know, make relationships with people. But yeah, often as many things in business, once you kind of get off the ground, referrals kind of come in.
0: Yeah. Well, and in your well, any service-based industry having referrals, they're gold, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, asking everybody, please, if you know of someone, send them my way.
1: Because mm-hmm. when
0: when you as a person refer somebody, they're much more likely to actually go and do something with you because they trust the referrer.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah know, it's... But they trust the referrer. Yeah, it's super valuable.
0: Okay, let's head in a different direction for a minute. You and Hubby Bryn, which full disclosure, Bryn <laughs> is my nephew, and this is my, <laughs> my niece Tani. They live up in Pemberton, which is north of Whistler, which is north of Vancouver, British Columbia. And they opened a business called Out of the House Co-Working. Right? Yes. And so what it. it is, it's a co-working space that individuals can come and work for a day They can buy packages. There's actual offices that you have. So describe this scenario, the -the out-of-the-house co-working, because to me, it really dovetails well with virtual assisting as another tool, another way that you can work inside your own business when you don't have a brick and mortar, you don't have space for an office at home, or you're traveling on business and you just need a quiet desk. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You covered a lot of the scenarios. It's, I find it's different for everyone. Like there's a lot of people here, like they've been here for a long time. A lot of people have bigger houses, like they might have space for an office, but maybe they don't want to sit at home by themselves all day, or maybe they get distracted by like the laundry. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do this quickly. I'm just going to do that quickly. And all of a sudden, let's say like the five hours their kids are at school that they were going to work. All of a sudden, they only have two hours to actually work. So that's currently a lot of our members, they have the space, but they just get so much more done when they're sitting down at a desk and other people are working hard and you kind of catch that energy. Being somewhere where it's touristy, we do have a lot of people that will just drop in for a day or two if they're in the area, which is awesome. We love to have people that are traveling and making it work to travel and work at the same time. Um, And then we have this room. This is um, an office you can book uh, for the hour or the day, um, sort of any time frame. And we have People will have like actual physical meetings. There's a couple other businesses in town that have started having their meetings here because they don't have room in their like open office to yeah. hold like more like private meetings. We have a tutor that uses the office. So it's just like, it's it just enables people to have a facility when they don't have either, like they don't have a need for something full-time or they don't have the money, the revenue for something full-time. Mm-hmm. It's like a really happy medium. It's a really nice option for people. Coworking is definitely worth looking into if you're mm-hmm. a sort of entrepreneur, solopreneur, freelancer, whatever you do. And I also like just that in-person interaction with people is really nice. Even if it's literally just good morning, how's your week? And that's <laughs> it. <Yeah.
0: laughs> oh, I definitely encourage people to go
1: and uh, on Instagram. We're at out of the house coworking right. is our handle on Instagram. Yeah. yeah,
0: So definitely encourage people to go and have a look. They've created a, a beautiful Environment. Plus, you know what? The coffee's there and the water's there, and, you know, it and the people, the energy and the interaction. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to your VA world. Okay.
1: If you had to choose to do this again, would you like start my VA business? Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's definitely something you can see like doing long term, even if it evolves into like offering a more specific narrowed service. I like, I could see that happening sort of as our youngest gets older and I have a little more like headspace to expand my skills a bit, but I, yeah, I love working with different businesses and yeah, I I definitely enjoy it. Awesome.
0: Okay. So we'll make sure
1: in the show notes,
0: there's a way for people to contact you because the beautiful part of virtual assisting You can help anybody anywhere in the world. That's it's so true. (laughs) They don't have to be in Pemberton, your little little town. Yeah, exactly. Whistler or Vancouver. They can be anywhere in the world because it's all done in the cloud, in the sky, on absolutely wherever. Yeah. Yeah, it's Um, great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing. I'm sure that this will be very interesting to my small business owners, and I am an advocate for this service. I have used Mm -hmm. your service and it's
1: a way that small business owners can leverage their time. Totally. And And, like, it doesn't have to be a lot of time and it's so much less than hiring an actual employee.
0: Yeah. What you need is going to take five hours instead of hiring an employee Mm -hmm. and, and the expense of that, you can actually hire somebody for those five hours that can get the job done. So yeah. Thanks a bunch. Okay, folks, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Hopefully you have a nugget or two that you'll be able to implement this week as part of your ever-evolving leadership style. If you haven't already downloaded the Be Interested app, It's my new app. It's available on Apple uh, App Store and also the Google Play Store. I do have free content on there. I have my 25 ways to be interested workbook and challenge, which is a wonderful um, step-by-step day-to-day way of incorporating those questions, the whys of being interested in your people. There's also uh, videos on there and a resource So we've got TED Talks and books and podcasts and yeah, it's just lots of wonderful resources for you. So absolutely go and check it out and we'll talk to you next week.